0: To be very clear, when I talk on you know anti-vaxxers in this podcast, I mean those who are actively engaging in spread of pseudoscience and misinformation, knowingly or unknowingly, in their best capacity. There are multiple reasons why people choose not to take vaccines. I mean, there are those who are medically exempt from vaccines for multiple reasons. There are those who are just skeptical of vaccines because they don't know the you know the health benefits or the health. Uh, possible side effects, which can normally be calmed by, you know, reassurance education and the right amount of preparation. And then you have those who are more skeptical of government bodies giving you any vaccines or anything like that. And they're just skeptical of not knowing enough about this. And then you have those who are just flat out saying, you know, vaccines are bad for you. And I don't think I want any vaccines for my body. Now, you know, there are multiple reasons why people have all these form of uh, beliefs around vaccines. And then you have those who, have no rhyme or reasons as to why they are skeptical of vaccines. But I always think it's very important to look at the why people do things before, you know, casting any form of uh, aspersions as to, you know, this person is, you know, lunatic or anything like that. It's always important to fully understand why people are, you know, skeptical. If you ask me, you know, what is my stance on vaccination and all this? I think, you know, coming from particularly, you know, Nigeria, where we've had polio outbreaks multiple times. And I've seen the effects of polio and things like that. I think it's, and particularly me working as a healthcare professional now in hospitals, I see the impact of coronavirus and COVID-19 <laughs> killing a lot of people and affecting those around me. Um, so I I strongly believe that you know these vaccines will do the good that they're supposed to do in terms of saving lives overall. Because I will tell you now, before you get into the podcast, it, coronavirus is not a joke uh, in the sense that, you know, it will, it can do a lot of damage to a person. So I thought I'd just make that all very clear before we get into the podcast episode so that no one will, you know, misinterpret what I say about, you know, anti-vaxxers or X, Y, and Z. So let's go into the podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Rochelle podcast. As always, I'm your host, for Bello. Now, today's podcast episode is a different format. And just so you know, uh, the main topic of today's is how bad health news also known as fake health news spreads and how it spreads like wildfire and uh, why you probably uh, have heard about some you know questionable i would say at the very least uh, news about from ranging from things like COVID 19 to how viruses are fixed or how vaccines are trying to put a microchip in you and uh, just to, for illustrative purposes, I will do a video on this so you can see. But however, you know, the podcast is still the bread and butter of Rook's health. So uh, don't worry, you're not going to be missing out on much with this. But a uh, quick one before we hop into it. The reason I'm doing this uh, particular one is because uh, risingly now, I think in the last year, 2020 particularly, we've seen that it's very easy for you know bad health to spread very quickly and for people to you know flock to this type of information and in this podcast episode i'm going to tell you about the two demographics or psychographics that you would find in people uh, that are set that we you know spread this type of information the first set of people are the more obvious ones but the second one is one you may not have thought of immediately when you start thinking of people who spread uh, bad health information but let's miss uh, uh you know all this and let's hop straight into the uh, podcast episode because i think this is a very important thing all right let's start with the first one the first set of people who are you know very much susceptible to this type of you know bad health for lack of a better word and just to be very clear you know when i consider bad health i mean things that you know have been unequivocally proven to be wrong for example that you know bill gates is not trying to put a microchip in you vaccines in order to control your mind or things like how coronavirus is fake and is not real that um, the government is using it as a scary tactic or things like vaccines are not evil uh, sorry vaccines are actually evil and they are the worst things to happen to people now those are the type of you know extreme things that i consider however you might be thinking you know oh, obviously to you it might seem this is already what this why am i talking about this however these type of information you would find that some of your friend groups may believe some of these extreme health uh, news that have been proven to be wrong by all matters of logic and science <laughs> but so this first group, sort of, group of people are people who are susceptible to low quality of information let's start there now what does that mean when because when, you probably heard this word around susceptible to low quality of information now what low quality of information is in a nutshell it's when you have a piece of evidence that is that can be basically ripped to shreds by anybody who you know uses science to <laughs> rip to shreds now one of the things myself i'm a physiotherapist one of the things and you know i think most bachelor's degrees is you have to have a dissertation and one of the reasons for this is not just to force you to write a dissertation as most people believe but it's to show you how to review evidence how to filter out what's good what's bad from evidence what to look for for example now i don't claim to be a researcher and Obviously, of obvious you don't have to be a researcher you don't have to be doing a phd to be able to you know critically analyze a piece of evidence or uh, an article or a study and say "Hmm, there's some holes in this study that are very glaring for example you know i love this example so much if a study is telling you that sugar is the best thing for your body uh, and you look at the bottom and it's funded by coca-cola or the biggest sugar companies that's one kind of thing you're already look and say that's probably a bit of bias there and then you need to start looking at that paper a lot more (laughs) critically now this type of low quality information is those are you know things you'd be skeptical of low quality also can mean things that are just not you know i do a study with only you know 10 people and i tell you that that study should then be applied to a million people that's not very good you know using logical the evidence now there are you know situations where you would for example a 10 person study pilot study you can call it a pilot study the findings you'd be like interesting but you're not going to then say it's going to change your for example if you're if you're in health your practice or someone if you're going to change your life because you saw a study with 10 people in it that's just not enough people to you know have that st- statistical difference to be applied to a larger population however this set of people who are you know susceptible to this type of information they focus on buzzwords cat you know catch catchy titles and actually the people like this who are susceptible to this type of information are people who already have predetermined ideas on a topic For example, someone who is a firm anti-vaxxer, you know, who would not believe in any form of vaccines, you know, be it the polio vaccine, be it smallpox, be it flu gel, who does not believe in any of these already, would be very hard to convince that the COVID-19 vaccine is good for your body. You know, you you can imagine if you already have a previous, you know, dogmatic or for a good reason or bad reason, I I can't tell you a lot of good reasons for that, but I'm sure they're maybe some but that's beside the point it's you'll have this idea already that you think you know it's it's firm belief that it's hook or by crook and someone else bringing this new viral vaccine is not going to sway you more and these set of people are the more are even more you know susceptible um, when you have dogmatic approaches and you know i don't want anyone to feel offended but uh, if i have dogmatic approaches i have some dogmatic views and i'm you, you'll be hard pressed to change my mind You would need a certain level of resounding evidence and science to change my mind on certain views I have, you know, be that they're wrong. But once you have that level of dogmatism towards a particular topic, anything that is sent your way that, you know, supports your quote unquote thesis would be very easy for you to spread across to more people. That's that first group of people and obviously you know the first group you might have those who are even way more extreme you know and if you look at if you watch american news you see these people like as bright as day you know they're just dogmatic they they've died for what they believe in and no amount of evidence logic reasoning can sway you now if you fall on the separate subcategory where if you see enough evidence into something i have a dogmatic views on you know i there for example i say oh i didn't believe coronavirus was real however you've proven to me clearly with resounding evidence that coronaviruses read i will change my mind that is a set of the people you can still (laughs) say for example that they can change their mind based off evidence logic and science however a group of people as we all know who whatever you say is it's not their business they're not going to listen to whatever you have to say they have their mindset in stone trying to reach those people are you know it's almost a futile event now let's move into the second demographic of set of people uh I rather prefer the word psychographic, because that more or less looks at your mental states of different type of people. It's actually you would be surprised. It's people like myself and yourself. What do I mean by this? I'm not insulting anyone or anything, but it is mainly predicated on your inability to know everything about another field. What do I mean by this? I'm a physiotherapist. I would not claim to start talking to someone about astrophysics. In in depth detail, because I'm not an astrophysicist. However, if someone who was an astrophysicist or someone gave me information about something in that field, I would automatically think, "Oh, that person must know what they're saying because they're, you know, they're the specialist in that field." And I may not question what they say; I might just take it at face value and say, "I'm going to run with that and spread it." However, I don't know enough in that field to be able to confirm, nor deny what that person has said and just because i can't do that i've then spread his uh, you know gospel or whatever someone has told me which as you can already tell where this going can lead down a very tumbly road now obviously you, the general idea is you trust the consensus of evidence and wider fields however sometimes we don't know and especially in the second part where someone tells you something and you don't know where that source of information has come from. You don't know where, you know where they got that information. You just know someone told you, and they can't even tell you where they told you. That is always a bit of a problematic uh, phenomenon when you have that type, you know, rationale. And we're all guilty of it. This, I'm completely guilty of it. I'll get some things before, and I'll just spread it. And towards the end, I'll tell you what you can do. It's fairly obvious what you can do. You know, it's kind of feel. You know, screening for example as best as you can before you pass on because the it's very easy for you for information to go from one to two and then start to spread exponentially exponentially just meaning it's not going one two three four five it's going one three six twelve and it's not going in any particular uh format now What you can do to shield yourself from this type of information is if you get any piece of information, let's say, for example, me and John are having a conversation and John says, Oh, I heard this, that uh, coronavirus is actually fake. Now you can do the needful and say, Where did you hear this information from? And he says, I read it. Mm, Where did you read it from? Now, this is obviously not, doesn't mean you need to prod so deeply you asked you know the basic questions where did you get it from where did you hear it because if I hear something on Wikipedia I don't think wikipedia holds a lot of water in any scientific you know <laughs> fields because anything in Wikipedia can be edited by almost anyone uh correct me if I'm wrong on that but that's last I checked when how Wikipedia worked but in the new age if we're talking you know high scientific papers x ones and, and even scientific papers go back to the first thing I said was, They can be poked holes. You can poke holes in scientific papers. uh, But the stronger they are, the harder it is for you to poke more holes in them. Obviously, no, I don't think any scientific paper is a perfect bulletin. You can always have criticism and say, you know, you could have done this more. You could have done this. But there's somewhere those are little add-ons to the concrete evidence. A meta-analysis is always a very good one, which is taking... Multiple, you know, reviews and studies and then compile them together to give you the overall consensus of what they're all saying together. Now, obviously, that's one of the strongest types of evidence you have is meta-analysis because it's hard to poke holes on those type of essays. However, obviously, you will hear things from articles, WhatsApp threads, Facebook, Twitter. My biggest, you know, thing, ad- thing I advocate for is think twice before you retweet things think twice before you share this further because if one thing i always try and do is if i don't know enough about it i try not to spread it because of one or two things i don't know enough about it i don't know if that's the right or wrong thing and just because it looks like it's the truth doesn't necessarily make it the truth now a lot of people agree with this with me that you know instagram can make really nice infographics can mean absolutely jack because uh, just because it looks nice doesn't necessarily make it the truth, you know. I'll make a nice fancy infographic or make a nice animation video, and I can tell you, you know, I can put absolute garbage on that and spread it to you. And just because it looks nice, you're gonna spread it again. Um, that's one thing we're very susceptible. The other day I was picked up on. I was on Twitter and I was looking at this, you know, guy talking about how, you know, I, I wouldn't want to get too political, but how the election was stolen from donald trump and i was just like i can tell everything he's saying is pretty much non-existent but that's a similar thing with health news some people can make it look very nice and if you don't know enough about it you know there are the people who you trust or are supposed to trust in the in the space even if you don't know that you can always ask try and find a little bit more information about it and just be careful how you retweet, honestly because it's very easy to spread this type of information without any extra thought to it but this is the podcast episode for the day i just wanted to provide you know make everyone have a little think before you spread more information now i'm not perfect and i'll give you your complete honesty i'm not a perfect person where i'm going to say uh, you know i'll never spread anything sometimes it slips but if you can drop that number for example 10 things you get and you spread all 10 of them and eight of them are false or eight of them are bad health news, you've spread more health news. That is not very good. Now, if you can drop that number in three think everything and only spread five, obviously it's not great, and only one or two of them were not great. You see where I'm going with this. One bad thing spreading is a lot worse than, uh, is all that worse than, you know, eight things spreading. And that's how you build that, re- you know, that report with yourself to eventually get to the point where you're not spreading as much bad things as possible. But, Thank you all for listening to the Rooksell podcast. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure to check out the video as well on YouTube. That'll be more condensed and also have a little bit of visuals just to make my point a lot more driven. So see you on the next episode of the Rooksell podcast.